Hello, hello, hello. You are listening to the lecture podcast for social work, 7300, section one. This class is clinical seminar two, working with couples. My name is Neil. I will be your professor for this class, which is taking place in the summer of 2020, which uh, unfortunately is the time of the coronavirus, which means that we're going to be doing this class in a format that I've never taught it before. Uh, but we're going to try to do it in a way that makes some sense. Uh, part of that means that we're going to be doing, you're going to be listening to some pre-recorded lectures like the one that you're listening to now. Thanks for taking the time to download this and listen to it. Uh, let's listen to a little bit of introduction music to set the tone. And then when we come back, we'll be talking about the syllabus for the class and some of the things that you're going to need to have done by the time we meet for our first class this coming Saturday. That's great, it starts with an earthquake Birds and snakes and airplanes And Lenny Bruce is not afraid Okay, I have a hurricane, listen to yourself churn World serves its own needs, don't misserve your own needs Speed it up and not speed, grunt no strength The lattice starts to clatter with the fear of height Down height, wire and a fire represent the seven games And a government for hire in a combat site Laughter wasn't coming in a hurry with the furies breathing down Team by team, reporters baffled, Trump tethered crop. Look at that low plane. Fine, then. Uh oh, overflow, population, common group, but it'll do. Save yourself, serve yourself. World serves its own needs. Listen to your heart bleed. Tell me with the rapture and the reverend and the right, right? You vitriotic, patriotic, slam fight, bright light, feeling pretty sight. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the end of the world as we know it. It's the So uh, that intro music, that's uh, it's my attempt to, to set the tone for this unprecedented, weird time that we're in. I, I hope that you don't think that it was in bad taste. I think it was kind of funny. Hopefully you think it was kind of funny, too. And it's a good song. So there we go. All right. Um, moving on from that, what I'm hoping to do now is I'm going to kind of run through a bunch of general information that you're going to need to know just to be successful in this class, right? A lot of this information is already on the Moodle page. It's already in the syllabus, but let's just go over it kind of quickly in this format too. Let's start with books there and, and other things that you're going to need to air quotes uh, read in order to be successful in this class. So there are a couple of different books. Book number one is the clinical case book of couples therapy. I, I say case book like that because I, I've done this, now, I've taught this class now, this is my fourth time teaching it in a row. I've taught it every year for four years. And I've always used the case book. I've never used the handbook. But even though that's, that's the case, um, no pun intended, I always have people almost every, I, in the previous three years, I've always had people show up to class on the first day with the handbook. At least one person has shown up with the handbook. And that's really unfortunate because the clinical handbook of couples therapy is a really expensive book where the clinical casebook of couples therapy is not. Uh, so do yourself a favor, buy the casebook, not the handbook. I understand the confusion because the editor of both the casebook and the handbook is the same person. It's Alan Grumman, uh, which looks a lot like my last name. It's a little different. One letter difference. My last name is G-O-R-M-A-N. His last name is Grumman, G-U-R-M-A-N. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you that, but I did. So that's the first book you need, the clinical casebook of couples therapy. The second book that you're going to need is by Esther Perel. It's called Mating in Captivity. Uh, and you're also going to be listening to 
a podcast that she did. The, the name of her podcast is Where Should We Begin? And I've chosen to use those podcasts because what they are are um, recorded couples sessions that she has done. She's done a, a session with a couple, and she's recorded it. And what's really interesting about her podcast is that a lot of the couples that she has chosen to work with and that she's recorded her work with are non-standard couples. And what I mean by that is, you know, they're, they're uh, one couple uh, might be comprised of people who, what one individual who kind of like has the unaltered body they were born with, and then the other half of the couple is somebody who's transgender. There's going to be same-sex couples, couples who come from divorces and uh, who blend their families, et cetera, et cetera. So she doesn't just do like your sort of like standard male-female couple in the podcast. And I think that's a good thing. Uh, having said that, though, I do want to call your attention to something, and that is that all of the episodes that I have chosen for you to listen to over the next five weeks uh, are from season one. There are three seasons of this podcast. I started using this podcast like three years back when I was teaching this class, and that's why I picked the episodes I picked, and I've continued to use them because I'm familiar with them. So anyways, uh, make sure all the episodes you listen to are from season one of the show. Also know that I'm not having you listen to the episodes in numerical order. I'm having you listen to them in a different order. And uh, if you just go to the Moodle page, there's a link to each epi the specific episode that I want you to listen to each week. Make sure that you listen to that episode. Now, if you want to listen to other episodes in addition to that, by all means, go ahead, knock yourself out. But um, for the sake of the class, you really only need to be concerned with the assigned episode, which, again, is posted on the Moodle page. There's a, there's a link there. You just got to go and put your mouse on it and click it, and you'll go right to the specific episode that you're supposed to listen to. So quick review. So far we have here the books, uh, Clinical Case Book of Couples Therapy, Mating in Captivity, the podcast, Where Should We Begin?, which brings us to the very last book that you're going to need for this class, and that is The Summons of Love by Mari Rudy. Now, this is getting a little bit ahead of myself, but uh, this is I, the Mari Rudy book is a book that I haven't used before. I, I've used the other books, but the Mari Rudy book is new. I'm adding that for, for you this year, and I really like this book. I think it's a fun book. And one of the things that we're going to be doing that I'm really excited about is uh, kind of comparing the way that Mari Rudy writes about um, love and companionship, uh, being a couple, essentially, uh, with the way that Esther Perel writes about it. Because sometimes they have similar ideas, but I think they express their ideas in very, very different ways. And I'm extremely curious to find out which one of these two authors, each of you, you know, happen to find more appealing and which and why you find it more appealing. I, I suppose it could be that you find neither of them more appealing. You think they're about the same. That could happen, but I don't think it'll happen. I think that people will develop a preference for one or the other, and that'll be really fun to explore over the next couple of weeks. There's also a couple of recommended texts for this class. Uh, they're books that I have used in the past when I've taught this class, but I'm no longer using. Uh, they're good books. They're okay. I didn't take them out because they're bad. I took them out because there's not enough time to cover what's in them. So if you're interested in this sort of stuff, I would definitely recommend that you give them a read at some point. Cool. Everybody understands the books? Groovy. Let's move on. So having covered the books, I think the next uh, logical thing we could get into is what do you need to have read when we meet for our first class? What will, what, you have a bunch of different books here. So what do you re need to read from those books by class number one of five? Uh, let's start with the clinical case book. So in that book, you're going to need to read chapters one, two, and seven. Right? So you have three chapters in that book. 
Now, these chapters, I, I, I don't think they're going to be hard for you to read. They're case studies. One of the reasons that I'm having you read this book and I'm having you read essentially three chapters a week is that you're going to realize that some of these case studies are written in a way that you enjoy reading, that are fun, that are interesting, that captivate you in some way. There's probably going to be some case studies that kind of don't actually, right? Why is that important? Well, when you start to do your own clinical oral exam, one of the things that you're going to need to do to prepare for that is write a case study. You're going to need to write your own case study of your own patient. This book is a book of case studies. I think that if you read this and as you're reading it, you kind of keep in mind that there's going to be some case studies that you like more and some that you like less, uh, that'd be good. Pay attention to the case studies that you like more. Try to, as you, if you, you're reading one, you're like, I like this. Try to identify what it is about that case study that you like. Try to identify what about that case study that makes it easy to read, enjoyable to read, interesting to read, etc. Write that down, right? And keep that in a list somewhere where you will remember where the list is. And then, you know, when it comes time for you to write up a case study for your own clinical oral exam, find that list and read what you wrote, all right? You can also, if you're interested, and I, I would encourage you to do this, uh, write down that when you read a case study and you think this is not good, this is boring, this is hard to read, this uh, I'm, I'm working harder to get through this, write down what it was that made it difficult. And again, when it comes time for you to write your own case study, take a look at that list. This would be a really good idea. Okay, so you're going to read chapters one, two, and seven. Make a list of the stuff that you like, the stuff that you don't. Keep that list somewhere where you will be able to find it and refer to it a little bit down the road when you're writing your own case study. The next thing that you're going to need to do is you're going to need to listen to a podcast. You're going to need to listen to episode 10 of season one of Where Should We Begin? Again, there is a link to that specific episode on the Moodle page. So you just need to click that link and you'll go right to it. Um, Listen to that. Uh, You can listen to that wherever. I mean, if you're driving somewhere, you're running on a treadmill, you're walking the dog, you're folding the laundry, go ahead and listen to the podcast and, and, and that will be fine, right? You don't need to have extensive notes on it or anything like that, but you do need to listen to it. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to read the introduction in chapter one of Estera Perel's book, Mating in Captivity. If you want to read the book before you listen to the podcast, that's fine. If you want to listen to the podcast first, that's fine. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I've also posted a link to a TED Talk that Esther Perel did. I would encourage you all to watch that. It's quick. It's like 20 minutes long. And it's a decent-ish sort of introduction to the way that Esther Perel thinks about working with couples. Uh, There's some good stuff in it. There's some stuff in it that maybe isn't so good, but there's some good stuff in it too. So go ahead and give that a watch. Uh, You actually don't need to watch it, even if you just kind of like have it playing in YouTube and you're doing other like folding laundry or whatever. That'd be fine too. It's more important that you listen to it than you, than you watch it, uh, is what it comes down to. Uh, so again, you're gonna do you're gonna read the syllabus. You're gonna read chapters one, two, and seven in the couple's case book. You're gonna listen to episode ten of Where Should We Begin. You're gonna read Mating in Captivity introduction chapter one. Watch a short video, um, which is a TED talk. It's kind of funny that I I'm posting a TED talk because I've been I know in previous classes I've kind of talked about how I don't like TED talks, but here I am giving you one to watch. Look at that. Um, I, I guess I'm, I'm allowing myself to be a hypocrite in a way. Uh, last thing you're going to need to do, last two things actually, uh, is 
read Mari Rudy's introduction in chapter one. And the final thing is listen to this podcast that you're listening to right now. So that's what you're going to need to kind of consume prior to the class. Now, it might seem like a long list. I get that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of items on the list. But the truth is that a lot of these things, are you're going to be able to read them very quickly. They are not difficult. They, they will go down easy. Um, you might actually, sometimes I've done this in the past. I've assigned this same amount of reading. And uh, people have gone in week one and gone like significantly further than that because they're interested in the text. I hope that that's something that happens now as well. So now we've covered the textbooks. We've covered what you need to have read or listened to prior to class number one. You got that? Groovy. Let's move on to the next thing. I want to live all alone in the desert. I want to be like Georgia O'Keefe. I want to live on the Upper East Side and never go down in the street. Splendid isolation. I don't need no one. Splendid isolation. Okay, so moving on to from what you need to read to what you need to do. Um, a couple of things here. So first thing you're going to need to do is you're going to, if you go to the Moodle page, there's a forum post. And each week you're going to need to do one of these things. So you're going to need to do this again before class starts on the first week. Uh, the idea here is in this forum post, what I want you to do is to post two questions that you have in regards to the lecture that I post which you're listening to now. I, this week, you don't need to do that because this lecture shouldn't be producing a lot of questions for you. We're just kind of going over the syllabus and stuff like that. In future weeks, you are all going to need to post two questions or comments that you have in regards to the lecture that I pre-record and put on Moodle. This week, I'm just giving you those two points. They're yours right off the bat because this is not a lecture that should produce questions. But I also want you to, each of you, to write two questions uh, that come into your mind as a result of doing the assigned reading, right? So essentially each week you're going to do this, and this is a good way to get four points. We're starting this right away on the first week. Um, you don't need to post lecture questions, but please post reading questions. So you'll be given two points, and you can earn two points. So that's the the first thing that you're going to need to do. Don't think about this too hard, right? Like there's no, there's no really isn't a bad question. If you have a question, ask your question. If somebody else asks a similar version of the same question, that's okay. Don't worry too much about that. Don't worry that somebody else will steal your question. If that does end up happening, and it might, then it'll be okay. Um, and if you guys want to go in there and try to answer each other's questions, where I'm not requiring you to do that, it would really ingratiate you to me. It would make me go, oh, wow, this is great that they're doing this. So, again, you don't have to do that. But, man, I would really, really dig it if you did. Moving on from that, uh, the next thing that is due, this is going to be, you're going to write something. And you're going to upload it to Moodle. There's two things that you're going to write prior to class, and you're going to upload to Moodle. I'm just going to read the, the assignment descriptions here. So the first thing is the role of the couple's therapist. This assignment reads on the syllabus like this. The students will write a short, informal paper that addresses the following question. What is the primary role of a couple's therapist? Another way of approaching this assignment would be to articulate an opinion about who slash what the couple's therapist is responsible to and why the couple's therapist is responsible to those people or things. The student will turn in this paper before the first class meets 
This version of the paper will be worth five points. Uh, the student will also turn in a rewritten version of this paper before class meets on week five. This version will also be worth five points. Now, as I'm reading this out loud, uh, some people might notice that there is no page count here, right? How long does this need to be? I don't know. Uh, it needs to be as long as it, it needs to be for you to answer that question. You know, what is the primary role of the couple's therapist? Who or what does the couple's therapist need to be responsible to and why? And that's what I want you to answer. If you can answer that quickly, answer it quickly. If you need to write an entire book to answer it, write an entire book to answer it. Keep in mind, it's worth five points, okay? Um, get that, write that in Word, upload your file to class before class starts on week number one. Um, the other paper that you're going to be uploading uh, this week is very similar to this one uh, in terms of you're going to be doing a version now and then a version later, um, but you're going to be writing about a different thing. So this is the reflective paper on principles is what it's called. I'm going to read you the assignment description from the syllabus. Along with the role of the couple's therapist paper, students will also be writing a list of principles they believe animate the clinical work that they do with a couple. Keep in mind, the work we do with couples may be animated by some of the same principles that animate our work with individuals and families, but it might also be animated by different principles. So this is an assignment that I feel I need to explain a little bit more than I did in the syllabus. Um, the reason I'm doing this assignment is that I, I have a personal belief that really good therapy does not come from a set of rules. It does not come from a set of standards. Of course, we, we do therapy and we do have rules and we do have standards, right? So for example, um, there's generally a rule that we have to diagnose people with something if they're, we're billing them through their insurance. And we probably follow that rule. Um, there's probably a standardized way of doing that, a standardized way, way of producing a diagnosis that makes sense that you then bill for, right? But those things, while they do exist, they're not the things that make good therapy, in my mind. Uh, what makes uh, therapy good is principles. Principles, unlike standards or rules, are a little bit more difficult to articulate. I think they're kind of impossible to measure. I'll give you an example of a principle real quick here. Um, and this is a principle that comes from some of the work that I do with individuals, couples, and families, actually. And this principle is the principle that... Um, well, I can use power to force people to comply with my demands or to be obedient in some way, shape, or form. It is impossible, totally and completely and absolutely impossible to use force or power to make somebody understand or accept anything. What I mean by that is um, I could you know, threaten people with something, right? Like if you don't do this, you have to go to jail or you pay this huge fine or you lose your kids or something like that, right? You can make a threat. And in order to not endure that threat, people will comply. They'll tell you probably what you want to hear um, in the way that you want to hear it. But even though they say those things, that doesn't mean that they believe them. It doesn't mean that they understand them and accept them. That doesn't happen. So yes, you can make people comply and do things, what you can't do is use force or power to make them, I guess, want to do those things or believe that those things are a good thing to do. That is an example of a principle, right, that animates the work that I do. Again, that's not a standard. That's not a rule. That's a principle. Um, what I want you to do 
is to come up with a list of the principles that animate your work with couples. And again, that list might be very similar to the same kind of list you might make if you made the list of principles that animate your work with individuals or families. But it might also be really different. You might think there's something specific about working with couples, specific principles in that, right? Um, So you're going to write that list. How long does this list need to be? As long as it needs to be for you. (laughs) That's the thing here again, right? It might be really long. It might be really short. I don't know. It's worth five points. You're going to turn that in here at week one. You're also going to turn in another version of this list on week four, right? Uh, And this can literally be a list. It does not need to be written out in fancy paragraphs. You can write, you know, one, two, three. You can do bullet points. Whatever works for you. It's a list of the principles that you think animate your work. When I say animate your work, the things that kind of like power your work, that make you work in the way that you do, whatever that is, right? So that's the other thing that you're going to need to have turned in. So let's do a quick review here. So far, you're going to do your your reading. You're going to post two questions that come from the reading or the podcasts. You're going to turn in your paper about the role of the couple's therapist. In that paper, you're going to be talking about... um, you know, who and what the couple's therapist is responsible to and why the therapist is responsible to those things. You're going to come up with this list of principles that you are going to also upload. And there's one last thing that you're going to do. And the last thing that you're going to do is you're going to write some summary notes for each chapter of the grooming text. So again, that's chapter one, two, and seven this week. Um, what these summary notes should be and they should they don't need to be long they need to be summary notes they can be super 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 succinct very brief they do not need to be long if you want to make them long that's fine you can totally do that if that's your preference wouldn't bother me but what i'm saying to you now is that they don't need to be long they need to contain a couple of things one the name of the model that the particular chapter is on So, for example, there might be a chapter that you're reading which is going to be on structural uh, family therapy as it can be done with a couple. Then you'd write structural family therapy. Another one might be Bowen family systems. Another one might be um, something else. Uh, You know, you're just one is object relations. If that's the case, write that. Write the name of the model. Write the main concepts from the chapter as you understand them, right? Some chapters are going to have more concepts. Some are going to have less right? But just the main concepts and then the main techniques that you see in that chapter. That's it. Name of the model. Just give me that. Give me a list of the main concepts as you see them. Give me a list of the main techniques as you see them after reading these chapters. And again, when you read these things, I do think it would be good for you too. If you like the case study, if you think there's something cool about it, write down what makes it cool. If you think it's not so cool, write down what you think makes it not so cool and keep that list somewhere, right? Um, So you're going to be doing this each week. This happens to be worth three points per week. Now, um, I'm not sure if I should tell you this, but I'm going to tell you this. Since these things are worth like three points, we have 100 points, you know, total in the class each week. Um, And and I'm trying to cram in like a lot of stuff here into five weeks. I get that. Um, I have had times in the past where people have opted uh, not to do this assignment or not do one of the other assignments because they have felt like they're okay losing three points or something, or they're okay losing five points if it's a five-point assignment. Um, And you're actually allowed to do that, right? Keep in mind, if you get 90 points or or higher, you're getting an A. Um, uh, So (laughs) I'm giving that to you 
hear right now. You can you can hear that and take that however you want to. If you want to get every single point, go ahead, get every single point, go for it. If you at some point say, you know what, I have like ninety points, and I have a three point assignment due this week. I might not do that three point assignment. I I will not begrudge you for that. Again, I don't know if I should have told you that, but I just did. We'll see how that goes. Doesn't matter. There are only four rules you need to remember. Make the plan, execute the plan, expect the plan to go off the rails, throw away the plan. And uh, having said that, that wraps up what you need to do. You need to do the Moodle post and you need to upload essentially three documents. Your notes that I just described, reflection paper on principles, which is really just a list, and then a reflection paper on the role of the couples therapist. By the way, um, people sometimes ask me this. Do I need to use like APA format citations and stuff like that in these papers? No. No, you do not. Um, uh, and even though I, I explicitly say they don't need to be any particular length, sometimes people ask me, do you actually mean that? Do you mean they can be however long we want? Yes, I absolutely mean they can be as long or as short as you would like them to be. That might make some of you anxious. Sorry if it does, but that's the way it's going to be. Okay, so now that I've talked about what is due this week, I'm going to talk about two things that are not due this week, but are going to start being due next week, all right? So next, starting next week, you are going to be engaging in these other two uh, kinds of assignments. Now, not everybody has to do these each week. Um, you've been assigned weeks. If you want to see which week you've been assigned, look at the syllabus. Also, um, I said this in the syllabus. I'm going to say it here, too. If for some reason the week that you're assigned, you know, you, you can't do it that week. It doesn't work for you because you need to um, get your dog's haircut or something like that. Uh, and you want to switch with somebody else. That's cool with me. I don't mind if you switch with somebody as long as they're cool with it too. Go ahead, switch up. It's fine. I'm um, just both of you need to email me and tell me that you want to switch. That's how I know that it's legit on both sides. Um, uh, but if nobody needs to switch and we're just going to keep it the way that I did it, then great. Um, sometimes people ask me, how did you assign people days? Uh, it was a really technical procedure. Basically, what I did is I put your, I, I literally wrote your names down on small pieces of paper, um, and I put them, uh, crumpled them up, and kind of put them on, just on my desk. I didn't even put them in a hat because I'm not fancy. And I then I grabbed a piece of paper and I uncrumpled it. And I saw the name. I'm like, okay, this person's gone there. Did it again. Okay, this person's gone there. And that's how I assigned things basically. So um, that there we go. Um, I hope you don't mind. So that's why I don't mind if you switch. It's not that like a big deal to me that you go on any particular day. So whatever. Um, But anyways, what you're going to be doing in coming weeks are these two assignments. One is called the act of clinical critique. I'm going to read you the assignment from the syllabus here. This class has been structured around readings and freely available resources, videos, podcasts, PDF files, etc. One of the freely available resources is using audio recordings, podcasts of couples therapies, done by the couples therapist Esther Perel. These case studies have been selected because they offer students a way to hear couples' work happening. The professor feels it's important to point out that these cases have been selected for many reasons. One, many of them represent GLBTQ couples and other complex and or slash non-normative cases. Uh, Two, the couple sessions offer a way to witness complex issues that are not in air quotes role-played. Each week, students will work together, two of you, to produce a written critique of the way that the therapist, that Esther Perel, handled the case. The critique should always make reference to the principles 
that animate practice and reference to any ethical issues the students feel are present. There is no limit nor length requirement for these written documents that students will produce. Um, side note here. Each week, two of you have been assigned to do this. Each of you, both of you, will need to turn in a document. You don't, you don't collaborate and create just one document for the two of you. You each produce a document. But I want you to talk to each other as you do that. Um, during class, via Zoom, the two students who have produced this critique will lead the rest of the cohort in a discussion of their critiques. Students have been assigned a week by the professor. However, if students want to switch weeks with the peer, blah, 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 you can do that. I already talked about that. So that's one thing that you're going to be doing. So just real quick here, let's run through what you're going to need to do to do this. You're going to need to obviously listen to the assigned podcast for that week. You might need to listen to it more than once uh, if you want to. You don't have to listen to it more than once if you don't feel that that's necessary. Um, if you listen to it once, what you should probably do is kind of uh, notice the areas where the therapist does things that you're like, ooh, wait a minute, I'm not so sure that that was such a good idea. Um, and you're going to offer a critique of that, right? Your critiques, what I'm, a common theme here, they should be referencing the principles that animate our practice, and they should be referencing ethical issues as they kind of come up. Some of these cases probably have m more and some have less, but it will always be possible to produce a critique of what you're hearing here. Again, no length requirement. Uh, it can be long. It can be short. You decide that. That's up to you how long or how short this needs to be. The second assignment that, again, two of you are going to be doing each week, and again, both of you need to turn in a document. Each week, two students will be expected to work together to produce a one to three paragraph. Um, the students will choose, or sorry, uh, I, let me start that over. Um, each week, two students will be expected to work together to produce a commentary on one to three paragraphs. The students will choose which paragraphs of the assigned readings from the Rudy text and one to three, two, three paragraphs from the Perel text. I wrote that in a very confusing way. What I mean is that each week you're going to read something from Esther Perel's book, Mating in Captivity, and you're also going to read something from Mari Rudy's book, uh, The Summons of Love. What I want you to do is to pick one, at, at, at least one and at most three paragraphs from each of these texts is what it kind of comes down to. And that's it, right? Just one to three paragraphs, not pages, not chapters, just paragraphs here. And then what you're going to do is you're going to kind of compare and contrast what Perel brings up and how she writes about it and uh, what Rudy brings up and how she writes about it. Um, let me go back to reading this from the syllabus. The commentary should aim to elucidate the principles that are present in the text and create discussion around the text and the principles or concepts that it contains and to share in the struggle of using those principles and concepts in our clinical work. During class time, students assigned to that week will lead the rest of the cohort in discussion of the sections of the text that they have chosen to compare and comment upon. The students have been assigned weeks by the professor. And again, if you want to switch, just both of you email me and tell me that you want to switch. Um, this is actually the first year that I'm doing this particular assignment. So we'll see how this one works out. Um, my idea here, again, and this, I, I mentioned this earlier, Esther Perel and Mari Rudy, I think, oftentimes kind of are writing about similar things. They're not, they're not writing about radically different stuff. They're writing about similar stuff. However, their thought process is different. I think the principles that animate their work are also different. Um, and what I want you to do is to just take these short sections of their writing and do a comparison. And then what you're going to do is, in class, talk about what you notice by comparing the two. 
That's kind of what it comes down to. So yeah, you're going to go ahead and you're going to going to do that. Um, I want you to write out your comparison, and I want each student to turn in their written out kind of comparison prior to, to class. So that's the other stuff you're going to be doing each week. Um, last thing, then I'll get out of your ears. Um, each week, I'm going to be doing one of these. I'm going to record an audio lecture slash podcast thing, and I'm going to put it up hopefully um, not too shortly before the class meets, right? I haven't recorded them yet, so I don't have them done. I have to get them done. Um, my goal is to have them posted by like Wednesday of each week. That's my goal. Um, and hopefully I will be able to do it. Um, if for some reason I'm really late producing one of these lectures, I will let you off the hook for needing to write questions about it. But as long as I get it up by like Wednesday, I'm going to hold you to the, come up with at least like two questions based on the lecture that I have recorded. These lectures in the future are not going to just be going through a syllabus and stuff, but they're going to be talking about uh, couples therapy. They're going to be talking about techniques. They're going to be talking about principles, actually. That's probably going to be the main thing of each of these podcasts is that each one is going to be kind of focused on a principle or principles that I think animate uh, working with couples. Now, you might agree with those principles. You may disagree with those principles. They may be something that you think are cool. They may be something that you're like, I'm not really that into those. You don't have to be into them. Um, I would just like you to listen to them and then ask questions about them, ultimately. So, uh, yeah, I've been talking at you now for just under half an hour. So I'm going to stop talking. Thanks for listening to this. I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing you all again. I wish that we were meeting together in class. Uh, I know that I, I, I like that format a lot. This format, eh, you know, I have my opinions about it. You can probably guess what they are. But let's make the most of it, right? Let's uh, let's figure this out together. Let's do some work together. Let's have this be uh, as interesting and useful as we possibly can. I'll work towards those goals. You'll work towards those goals. And I'm sure that if we all work towards those goals, something cool will happen. I just don't know what. Till next time, folks. Take care. Betrayed by words I've never heard Too hard to say